Yes. One time for your mind. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. Morning, everyone. Compliments of the season. I hope you're all doing good this prosperous, you know, time of the year. Honestly speaking, I've, uh, I'll be honest. This whole Christmas uh, Christmas feeling isn't getting to me. I don't know because of some kind of personal issues I have. But deep down, I'm just trying to enjoy it and let it go as, as good as possible. I'm definitely expecting 2023 to be much better. I wish us all, you know, a good a good time ahead and a prosperous new year. It's good to always hear from you guys. It's always good to, you know, get into this uh, podcast love of ours and, you know, talk about what we really have a passion for, which is music. Um, you know, from the music, like you can hear, uh, no need to even speak too much. I'm talking about a very special artist today. You know, in all honesty, you, you do not come across this type of people. Anyhow, if I'm to say, you know, longevity plays a role. And apart from that, you know, the, the fact that there is a uniqueness in character that also counts for something. So without further ado, I'll be talking about Abso, Solo, Delamo, Carson's own son, Soul Brother number two. Man, I've been listening to this guy for ages. This man is a vessel. This man is a prophet. This man was sent to speak about things that were already going to happen in the future while we were not even woke up to it. Control system, the long-term mentality, what will soul do these days? These were not just tapes. These were algorithms. My God. Don't even need to say so much. Let's even get into it. Abso. <laughs> like I said earlier, Abso Herbert Anthony Stevens, that's his name. 35 years of age. He refers to himself as soul brother number two. You know, actually, like I was saying, uh, because there's actually a soul brother number one, which Raskas, a member of the four horsemen with a cannibal's corrupt killer priests in a superpower hip-hop group that focus on societal and political issues that also even dive into religious topics you know they are that woke that kind of thing so that's who Soboda number one is and i'm sure that's where he gets his influence from he's also a member of black hippie gang alongside with Rock, k dot and schoolboy q and he's signed to tde top dog entertainment from carson california like i said earlier he spent four years of his life actually in korea funny enough um uh he was born there he was born in korea because if you, if you look at himself he has those kind of uh, asian kind of features kind of and he was born in february 23rd and uh sadly enough at 10 at 10 years old he had a um, stephen johnson syndrome that's uh that stuff that happens to cover up his eyes make his lips so black so it was something that caught up with him as if he was born with it sadly enough maybe who knows whether it was one of the effects of the post-war or something but it really messed him up well, uh, and he has a, I think he was an, another gang, um, younger, when he was younger. When I, when I mean gang, I mean like a musical group, kind of, when he was way younger. But I'm not really sure about that. Because right? I know he came up and he, he, had a former, he had a former name, I think Snap G or something like that. Because he said that earlier. And then after some time, he dropped the name and got a new name. And that was, that was it. Um, now, historically speaking, about uh, Absol's musical discography, the guy has dropped albums and mixtapes, you know, for, for the longest, if I'm believing since I always kind of 2014, 13, Absol has been on his brand. According to him, he didn't even rap that much. He wanted to go to school and everything. 
but then he got into this text rap thing, you know, where your text. I remember I was in that kind of thing too at one point. A friend of mine introduced me to it. Me, you know, the rap. I think that was on Facebook, and then you know, you, you punch in rhymes or technical styles to make up what other people are saying. I think that pushed a lot on his style of rap, that kind of thing. Because, like I was saying earlier, he has dropped albums and mixtapes from about 2012 13 till now. And uh, the first one was actually um, the long term mentality. I know there was actually the long term one, and there was a long term two. You understand? And then, then they now happen to be the long term mentality, which served as a debut album on TDE. And that's the funny thing with TDE artists. Their debut albums, you don't even really get to know them. You think it's a mixtape, because I know Kendrick's own was Section 80, J Rock's own was. Um, I think it was the one before 90059. Uh, I can't really remember the name, but I've listened to it. I think So Far Home or something like that. You know, the album cover, he's standing, he's wearing a red shirt, really repping the hood, so that kind of thing. So, you know, I think there was something about it. And I think Schoolboy Q Zone was uh, either Habits and Contradictions or probably Oxymoron, one of them. Because I know Habits and Contradictions was before it. So, um, like I was saying, so he has dropped a couple of mixtapes. He dropped Long Term 1, Long Term 2, and then he now dropped Long Term Mentality as a debut under TDE. They had uh, tracks I liked that time. I had uh, Losing My Time. It was, it was a really cool song I loved. Then he now dropped The Almighty Control System, which actually changed the whole scenario and the narrative of the game. Trust me when I say Control System is in my top 20 albums of all time when it comes to hip-hop. That's how impactful, that's how cohesive, that's how knowledgeable and deep filled with wisdom that's how that album was that kind of thing and then uh, of course there was song in control system that touched me you know pineal gland so many i can't even seem to record that song that album really had a touching on me and then you had um these days and do what thou with in the past six years you know sadly he hasn't dropped an album in six years so it was a long time and like i said earlier on it's a coming of age for him and for us too to understand that we've grown as much as he's grown he the artist has grown and we, the listeners, have also grown. Now, if I'm going to be critically brief about his last project, which was Do or Thou It Wilt, uh, that, that album was absolutely packed. And it was deep. And till now, I'm still trying to unravel some mysteries or some connections he has in that album. Absolute doesn't even call that album an album. He calls that album an, an, an algorithm, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. So the thing is crazy because... The way the album is, the way the album is packed, the way it's uh, sequenced, the track listing, you can tell there was a lot of intelligence that was on it. There was a lot of research, you know, to be able to go back and forth and study to make it into a musical piece. That was the brilliance of it all. It's an algorithm. It's not just an album. It's not a normal thing. Because if you listen uh, till now, and I mean that album dropped six years ago. Till now, I'm still unraveling things from that thing. I can't even fully understand it till now. Because there are songs like Brill that had bars on it. There, there was a song with um, Dash, Huey New. He was talking about Huey Newton, you know, the people that, the Black Panther and stuff like that. Then there was the song Womanagami. There was Beat the Case with Schoolboy Q, which was like the plainest song, simplest song. And then there was The Law with Rhapsody and Mac Miller. You know, it was a crazy album to say. Now, if I'm going to go in-depth on this tape. Now, the background prep for this tape, uh, that's uh, Herbert. That's the name of the album. Like I was saying earlier, he was working on this thing for years, bro. For years, sis. 
he literally grew matured and discovered more about himself in the course of this last album till now he took some years off from rapping as well i remember i saw an interview where he was talking about it um if i'm not mistaken shout out to ox professor he gave me the link to the interview where i watched it where he was on sway he spoke for at least 35 minutes if i'm not mistaken you know bringing out facts and facts about his life where he was and where he's trying to go the direction he was trying to head into you know how he was supposed to perceive this album to us as listeners so the background prep for it it must have taken him a lot of time a lot of solitude a lot of reflection a lot of sober reflection and thought as well so over the course of his lab album to now it took some years off rapping like i was saying and then uh, i remember the tde president punch another rapper who is so good i'll talk about him uh some within the tape you know he he uh he spoke about the album coming up very very soon i remember he was teasing it for years bro then he now he dropped uh Absol now dropped a single which was the first single which was hollandais which was a nice song that was like back in april and then he dropped another single moon shooter which was with joey badass you know, lovely hook i really like that song and then he dropped do better which was with sakari very very intricate and uh, soulful music and then he now dropped Gangnam, which was a fresh, you know, streets, a street old kind of. It was a song, the street old kind of. So these were the four singles that I can imagine having four singles on the album. Can imagine the course of time that must have run. So he really, really put a lot of time into this. Now, generally speaking, of course, it was a hyped up album. Who wasn't expecting to hear Absol again? When you when you understand the intelligence or the wisdom this young man possesses. You know, nobody's going to tell you that um, this guy actually is someone who studies, someone who researches, someone who who takes his time to look into matters that may not of me, that may not even be of concern to him as an artist. But you know, just to improve on that vastness of the knowledge, so that's what that, that's what he was about. So uh, he he said it for twenty twenty, according to him, but that would have been a cool thing. But then he now took it back and now dropped it in 2022 and i think he dropped it on the same day uh on a very significant day either it was alori joe's birthday i think the the lady that he lost in his life or i think it was the same time he dropped control system you know i can't really remember he was saying it in that same interview too because it was kind of cute too the same way it would have dropped in 2020 it was kind of cute it dropped in 2022 and at that particular time frame now if i'm talking about the tape proper this is uh Absol's most down-to-earth album you know you can feel him close to you here he's not far off you know he's not sounding imaginary he's not sounding uh spiritual he's not sounding astral in a way that you can't get to him you can't understand him Absol brings his album down back down to earth if i'm being honest you know he's, he's trying to be simplistic and he's still trying to play to his score of intelligence to his score of in-depth knowledge you know with all-round storytelling from different styles of production to even convey the mood because i know there were a lot of beat switches here and there beat transitions beat sequences you know uh, as far as back as long-term as far as back as a long-term franchise and of course uh do what thou wilt you know when we're talking about the length of time that has taken into uh him being an artist and where he's trying to take himself to now you can tell that uh, when you listen to this album there was a simplistic vibe to it you know he tried to make it as natural as possible he tried to make it as inclusive as possible to us listening so that we could understand and have a feeling a lot of songs spoke to me you know message in the bottle good man do better gangnam bucket fallacy i mean out of 18 songs instantly 12 hit me so that's to show you that uh 
out of 12 to 18 songs with the first listen you're liking to to show you how much or uh, more decent the album is it's not just fairly decent it's not fairly average it is a good output it's a good work of art now i'll be getting to the song that i really really liked you know just a few of them that really spoke to me about who you know that absolutely i really like now there was a song message in the bottom it was produced by super miles produced by juju produced by bitch no ice and kuka stars you know on this particular song apparently he's unpacking himself you know like a bottle literally that kind of thing and at the same time he's shielding some part of him you know for the core audience to unpack with him as he's trying to render out the lyrics you know um uh, basically, he's trying to find out where he is, where he lies in the hearts of, of his music lovers right now. Surely the fact that he's been gone for years and uh, we haven't listened to him. Like, do we still feel the same way for Abso, like the way we used to feel for him? That's, that's, what, he's, that's what he's trying to say. So in some lyrics say, first they love me, then they hate me, then they love me again. I'm scratching my head, I'm rubbing my chin. This ain't the way it was supposed to be. Supposedly, I'm, I'm, I'm close to the end. Don't push me, I'm close to the edge. I'm no rookie. <laughs> Crazy. You know who? You know how Absol can be? He's very, very intelligent. So I'm just going to break this down briefly. Now, first they love me, then they hate me, then they love me again. Now, remember, he was quoting Hove and Nas on that song. And Absol says it that he, on every album, he tries his possible. Like, he, he does it with intent to quote Hove or he's going to quote Nas. You know, either he's quoting Jay Z or he's quoting Nas. Like, every album he drops, he does that. You can imagine that from the first line of your first, of your first album in six years, on the first song, <laughs> you're quoting the goods. I admire that and then you know he says i'm scratching my head and rubbing my chains it isn't the way it was supposed to be supposedly i'm close to an end don't push me i'm close to the edge i'm no rookie and you know how where rookies are kept on the part of the chessboard that kind of thing so they are close to the edge so don't push him and he's no rookie now, that was crazy intelligence as always now he also says you're gearing up for something major you should stay in your lane try to hydroplane in god's reign amen just trying to fulfill prophecy properly. Sprinkle frontal on top of the broccoli. Getting high as we possibly can. I'm more than I'm more than a man. I don't died and rose again. <laughs> and I, like I was saying earlier on Twitter when I was going through this album, Absol was constantly reflecting on control system. Like he was trying to get back in that, you know, in that phase. You know, you could tell that album had a touch on him. It was a particular coming of each album on this one too. Control system, Herbert. You know. You can tell those are classic albums in his vaults. So he says, We're going up for something major. You should stay in your lane. Try to hydroplane in God's rain. You understand? You know, when you're hydroplane, it's something like it's falling off the surface of water where you could easily be slippery. Now, in God's rain. Now, he's calling himself God, like he's raining. And at the same time, hydroplane, you know, something slippery off the ground that is wet. So in God's rain, that's for like rain that falls from the sky. Crazy. Then if you look at the line here, I see we are gearing up for something. So hydroplaning, you're actually moving on something. So of course, there has to be gears. It's crazy. Then he now says, just trying to fulfill prophecy properly. Sprinkle frontal on top of the broccoli. On this particular time, me, I, I, yeah, I have a feeling he's talking about, he's talking about Kush. About he's trying to like sprinkle some, you know, some spices on top of his, uh, on top of his plant to smoke. And then he's getting high as he possibly can. He's more than a man. I don't die and I rose again. You know, I, I remember he said something like this on Stigmata, that kind, that particular song. So, um, like I was saying, he was reflecting, reflecting a lot on, on a control system on this particular tape. 
So it was really, really crazy. Then he now says, that's why I left these holes in my hands. Hell yeah, I'm still quoting myself, you know, from Stigmata. <laughs> so it's crazy. He now says, ignore what you took me for in the first place, unless it's in first place. The worst case scenario, this shit is stereo burial. You're very venereal. I'm going to set you men straight. <laughs> you know how venereal, like you're not straight. I'm going to set you men straight. Worst case scenario, this shit is stereo burial. Like the rhyme scheme on that. That was really crazy. Then, you know, if you go towards some lines, he said, Real recognize real, and I don't know you well. Yet and still, waters run deep. You better feel your pale. <laughs> nice. Your bucket will get kicked the minute you inhale. And then you can admit you really live in hell. They should sift this on a digital fish scales. D-O-P-E. That's slang for what I sling. <laughs> oh my god. Absolutely so intelligent. Like, I am unpacking so much. If I keep on saying it, we're going to spend so much time on this particular truck, on this particular song. But I know he's saying, you know, like he says, real recognize real. I don't know you well. Yet and still, waters run deep. You better feel your pill. I don't know you well as for like a well where there's water. Of course, water's run deep. You better feel your pill as in bucket. Then he now says, your bucket will get kicked the minute you inhale. That is, you know that idiomatic expression, you will die the minute you, you, know, you put yourself to something that is bigger than you. And then he says, then, then you can admit you really live in hell. It's like, you know, when, you, when you're in hell, like if you inhale, what's, just imagine you're healing fire, you're going to die. You know? Then he now says, they should sift this on digital fish scales. You know what I mean? To, to sift, like to, to scale through, to like cleanse out or to like separate the good from the bad on digital fish scales. Like if we're talking about digital fish scales, we're talking about, you know how, because uh, nowadays everything is an addiction. Now when he says a digital fish scale, he means it in the sense that, you know, this internet we're using now, you, you know, since we're all addicted to it, it's, you know, it's more like a drug. So uh, we should sift this, you, can, like, you should separate the noise from the real content. Then he now says, D-O-P-E. That's slang for what I sling. <laughs> Crazy. Because like it's like he's actually selling drugs. Like, but the music is, of course, it's not drugs. But like the music is kind of, you know, it's inducing. That kind of thing. You know, see, that's slang. That's like, that, that's like another name for what he slings. So I like that, I like that word play there. Slang, sling. It's crazy. Then he now says, life's a dice game. And me and Allah finna tea leave. I'm busy rummaging through government intel, staying on top of the subject like a CC. The message in the bottle ain't gonna open itself. So, uh, you know, like I, like I was saying earlier, he was reflecting through stories and stories of control system on this tape. You know, he, he says, according to him, he's in a battle with himself, but it's him and God, you know, him and Allah, they're going through it. And then he says he's busy rummaging through government intel. You know, um, you know he, he uh, on control system there was a particular song. I can't remember if it was pineal gland or one of those particular songs where he's talking about how the government. I think that was a government threat, a terrorist threat. About how the government tries to control things, how they try to stop people from being themselves. You know, they twat the news and they twat information for their own benefit. So he says, according to him, you know, he has been trying to go through the government intel, but he's staying on top of it like a subject, like a CC. The message in the bottle won't open itself. So you have to be woke. You have to be very, very woke for that kind of thing. So now another song I really, really like is Do Better. Now, um, Do Better is a very, very soulful, you know, intricate song in the sense that um, it, it, uh, it's one of those songs that absolutely made, I think when he was at his lowest. 
that kind of thing. He's easily some of his deepest bars. He's taking him time his time to to reflect on himself and as well shedding some light on some really personal experiences because this is one of the, I think there was a video for this song where he was actually trying to follow. I think this was where he made it clear that he was practically suicidal at some point in his life. And he says on this part, he says, um, I pick up the pieces and master the puzzle upon us. Look the man in the mirror in the eye and be honest. Slow down time, get back in line with my chakra. I got to do better. I got to do better. I got to do everything in my power to try to do what God will do. So it's a, it's a crazy reflection of life. You know, picking up the pieces and mastering the puzzle. I like that alliteration and the punchline there. You know, the pieces, puzzle. Then, apart from that, he says, ride the tide. Don't fight the current that guides you. You know, you know, however you go through life, you know, you know, just flow with time. Just flow with emotion. You know, go through it. Let it go through you. Don't force it. Don't force anything. I don't let anything hold you back. That kind of thing. Now, it's verse 2 that actually gets me the most. It's very, very expository. I think this is where he dives in intricately into what he's trying to say. He says, Shade stuck to my face, hoodie glued to my head, hiding from the world that made me who I am. Depressed, can't even get out of bed. Too blessed to be stressed. I do all this shit just to say, get off my dick. And then, and then he was saying that on mixed emotion. That was on there. Control system. Everybody was saying, "I don't want this shit. Just to say, get off my dick." <laughs> and I was saying he was reflecting through times and times of control system. Like the tape was literally, literally speaking to him while he was making habit. And he says, "I do all this shit just to say, get off my dick." Prohibit my focus. Face is playing and it's fucking with me. Doing drugs was just a war with bottom, but it's sure to get me. Lord, forgive me. Wear the crowns of thorns for sports. I'm just waiting for a stone to hit me. <laughs> There's still a lot to say, but I'm just let me just break this particular part down a little bit. So, like I was saying earlier, here he was he has said, um, I do all this shit just to say get off my dick. You know, he was reflecting on mixed emotions. And then he says face is playing and it's fucking with him with him. Now, on this particular track, he's talking about Mac Miller as well. You know, Mac Miller dropped a very, very, you know, good album, you know, a very significant particular word, significant album, which was Faces. And then you know Mac Miller died too. So see, according to him, face is playing, like his friend's album is playing and he's he's messing with him. And he was doing drugs and more or less it was as if he was bored. But it was sure to get him if he if he couldn't get the control of it. You understand? Then he now says he wears crowns of thorns for spots. I'm just waiting for a stone to hit me. Now, do you know that time where I think that was called dodgeball or something, where they stone you with something, where they throw you stuff? You know that's a spot actually. That's dodge, but where they throw you stuff. But on this particular one, he says he's wearing the crown of thumb for sport. Like when you see someone's wearing something for sport, you're like you know, I'm doing it because this is natural. This is me. I'm doing it because this is who I am. That kind of thing. So like I'm just waiting crown of stone for sport. I'm just waiting for a stone to hit me. So um, you know that that like I was saying, earlier, it's, it's like a kind of a sport. That kind of thing. So the whole thing is it was kind of intertwined. And then he says, oh, this is the brilliant part. He says. Relationships on the rocks, my family is all concerned. My home is still on the block, getting it off the curb. So he was just playing with stones in different <laughs> He was just playing with stones in different type of forms. Crazy because you know, where the crowns of thorns for spots, I'm just waiting for a stone to hit me. Relationships on the rocks, my family is all concerned, you know, relationship families. Then my home is still on the block, getting it off the curb. You know, his home is still on the ground, still selling stuff or probably doing bad things to get it off to make his own life easier man that was a lot of 
a lot of stuff to unpack and the funny thing is there was even more but you can't just get you if not you just sleep on it i'm telling you it's a lot absolutely it's too intelligent like that now another song that i really liked was bucket now i think j-rock was actually on the intro of this song i could hear his voice and I actually did some research and i saw it a very very introspective song as well you know he was uh he was sharing a glimpse of uh, insight into a period of his life uh where he was kissed by reality all across the way you know now the song bucket is as if you know you, you have to like understand deeper than what the name of the song just means um i, I think for him bucket was like bang this wherever you are like bucket is where you are like where you see yourself your environment you find yourself so it's an introspective song it doesn't really have so much as per length but it has a lot in its own short detail to unpack because you could there was a lot of you could tell there was some experience from the content on that song. So let's get into that. He says, "Bang this in your bucket. Don't worry about nothing. I'm controlling this system." <laughs> Here he goes reflecting again. I'm controlling this system. You can either rock with them or go to hell. My pineal gland been twitching ever since Kells made the remix to Ignition. <laughs> You know, my key in the ignition of my little Mr. Bushy had the eye in 95, but nobody was trying to reach me. You know, so he's talking about, you know, play this control system, go to hell, my pineal gland, reflecting over and over on control system. Then he says he's been, his pineal gland has been twitching, like, you know, he's been having this extra consciousness ever since Kells made the remix to ignition. I don't know who remember that song, this eye ignition song that played that year. I was really, I was a very, very young kid that time. Can imagine since ninety five, and that's what he said. Had the eye in ninety five, but nobody was trying to reach me. So it's crazy. Um, you can tell this is a, a little bit of growth per se. He's telling you. I was saying that this song is not so much, but it is short. It is packed with details already. You know, you could tell that um, he's giving you a little bit of experience of how he came up to be who he is. Like this is who this is where it all stemmed out from. That kind of thing. Now, on the particular on the particular part of the song, he says, "Lordy was riding slowly." Okay, I think Lordy was a friend of his. He was saying, "Lordy was riding." Okay, okay, Lordy was riding shorty, debating about the livelihood of the African American in America, hypocrisy and religion, feminism, how televisions degrading our character. I like that rhyme scheme. Government contribution and the subtle stuff they cover up. Give me all this knowledge, but never give up the butt. I still kind of wish she gave up the butt. It's funny because it's, imagine how you're speaking about something so serious, something so important, and then you end it, you end it with something so trivial and something that is so unnecessary. That's one part of this uh, verse that got to me. You know, he's talking about Lottie. I think Lottie was a friend of his that really, really exposed him to things deeper than the eyes, things deeper than that which meets this world. Talking about how she was being about the livelihood of black americans living in america hypocrisy religion feminism this and that i like that rhyme scheme there african-american in america then he breaks it down hypocrisy religion feminism then brings it back to how television television is degrading our character then at the end of the day lord gave him all this knowledge but she didn't have sex with him and he kind of regrets it but well i'm sure he's very very fine now but that was a very very nice song that was really packed it wasn't that much but it really shows you where Absol came from. That's the importance of that song. You didn't really have to say much. But he, that was where the experience, if you really want to know, you know more about like, why is this guy like this? Just go through this song and I'm sure you hear more. 
Another track that got to me was Fallacy. Fallacy was nice because Fallacy was like a two-page, a two-page book. You know, where one page speaks in the negative and then you flip the other page and then it's brightness, it's happiness, it's joy. So uh, now on Fallacy, he was saying, because it was all a dream, I swear. The, the boy home, he told me, stay on my square. The only way I let the hood down is the engine got repaired. Had a chip on my shoulder. Me and K with the promoter. Had a foe in the soda. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, I think I'm confusing the name for that. Okay, that's not fallacy. If I'm mistaken, okay, yeah, it's be like that. That's not the song where I'm talking about the unpacking of two songs where one is the negative and one is the positive. Now, on fallacy, this is a different story than exactly. He's talking about um, a particular incident he had. Um, he's trying to be playing, he's trying to play the issue of, uh, how would I put it now, the issue of where you grew up you know, what you see, and everything is kind of a fallacy, you understand, everything is kind of not real, so like I was seeing on this lyric, he said, because it was all a dream, I swear, the big homie told me to stay on my square, the only way I let the hood down is with the engine got repaired, I really, really like that one, then he now says he had a chip on my shoulder, me and K with the promoter had a foe in the soda, this was him coming up to, just like a bucket, where he was talking about his experience with intelligence, with extra intelligence. This was probably him coming up while he was trying to make this money in the music system. How he was trying to get it. How he was trying to push ahead. Because it was all a dream for him. Then he now says, me and K with the promoter had a fall in the soda. And he was, that was kind of junked up. But that, that was the part that really got to me. Because after he says, the only way I let the hood down is with the engine got repaired, which actually got to me. He now says, had a chip on my shoulder. Me and K with the promoter had a fall in the soda. Now, you know what they say about, you know, when you were trying to kick the chip off your shoulder, you know, you're trying to like kick off the devil off your chest, you know, when you're having an addiction problem. So that's what he was trying to get across in this place. He now says, me and K with the promoter had a fall in the soda. Sloss house junkies ask my nigga J crack. <laughs> that is the that's the the play on word here. You know now the sloss house is talking about like the Delamo, like his old gang. Yeah, but like they are sloss house junkies, like they do it all for them. You can ask his nigga J crack. You know crack cocaine. Funny enough, now top notch on my hand, knocking nigga on his back. Before S before Caesar was my sister, I hit difference with my approach. So I think he's trying to say that you know he used to have a big crush on Caesar. You know, but then I, I think he grew up to the point to understand that they were just going to be friends, labor mates, and uh, probably sister-brother relations kind of things, like that kind of setting. Then he now says, I need a billion to be mentioned with the goods, make history with the lyrics I quote. In my mind, you know I don't use writing utensils. Esco once said hip-hop is dead. And he now says, I must be a mummy. I must be a mummy wrapping my ass off. So, like I was saying, he always does his best to quote Hove and Nas on any album. Now, on this particular way, he's not quoting them verbatim. He's not quoting them word for word. Now, he's making it clear from this particular quote. He's saying, "I need a billion to be mentioned with goats." You can like he needs to make a bill mentioned with Jay Z, of course. Now, make history with the lyrics I wrote. Who can remember that? Very, very significant. An impactful song that Jay Z did, history. After all the smoke is gone with Mr. Hudson, if I'm not mistaken, very, very impactful song. Then he now says, In my mind, you know, I don't write, I don't use writing utensils because, you know, we all know Jay Z doesn't write his raps. <laughs> very, very crazy. Then he now says, Esco once said, 
hip hop is dead. Uh, he guesses he's a mummy wrapping his off, wrapping his ass, wrapping his ass off, that kind of thing. So if if hip hop if if he's giving an ode to Jay Z, he's also giving an ode to Nas, where he says um. You know, there was an album where he said that on that particular that that a nigga album where he says he, the particular song hip hop is dead. Then if if according to Absol, if a whole great like now says the game is over, well, of course the game is over. Then that means he must he must be a dead person still rapping. So I really like the word play, the punchlines, and the little depth on this song. The fact that he was trying to let you know where he was coming from. He was on the big homie with his square. K promoter had a four in the shoulder. You know, slaughterhouse junkies, you know, you can ask this nigga J Craft. So that was some relative story. Now another song that really got to me. It's a really, really packed album. So really packed album. I won't even lie. Another song that really got to me was Herbert. Herbert was very, very deep. This was about his life, definitely. You know. They will never understand Herbert Anthony. That's why he was just singing on the hook. They will never understand him. He's different. And I think Kendrick was on the vocals of this song too. Now on this particular track he was saying some things like they will never understand herbert anthony how i handle trying to battle my insanity how i play dodgeball with all vanity how i share my light like charity trouble on my mind i was trying not to lose it now this is another part of the song top of my line about a new music did a little rehab i need a little more i'm an addict got some bad habits everybody knows wrestling with depression last few years went to therapy and I shed a few tears. You can imagine the depth on this song. This is one of my best songs because this is the, the most introspective episode you can ever get. You understand? He now says, caught Steven Johnson's 10 years old. I survived, but I'm still going blind though. Papa took a headshot, no photography. Crazy. He lost his dad. You know, I think it was in the war or something. Ain't know him that well, but I hope he's proud of me. Loreana left me with PTSD. And I think uh, that was Alori Joe he was talking about. And now let me not even blow your mind. I think Lodi, okay, I'm not thinking Lodi was Alori Joe because Alori Joe was dating Absol, so they must have, of course, had sex, hopefully. But then this Lodi sounds like Loriana, which sounds like Alori Joe. So I'm all, I don't even know. So he says, Loriana left me with PTSD. I see her face when me and Tia be texting. The lie mama and her daughter gave a nigga hope. For their sake, I just want to be the next best soul. Mama loves me and grandma still pray. I know I can't always connect on Zeze. So, um, I can always count on Zeze. Mm, he's talking about family. He's talking about his life. This is the most introspective episode, of course. You know, how he battled everything. How he grew up. How he had that issue with his uh, Stephen Johnson syndrome. How he went to rehab. You know, how he shed a few tears. Almost killed himself. You know, if not for people like uh, Dalai Mama and uh, his grandmother who prays for him and his mother who loves him. And on Zeze, you can always count on who is probably like his friend or family. If not for these characters in his life, you know, maybe Herbert Anthony would have been here today. So that's why he's saying they will never understand Herbert Anthony. So it's really, really crazy. It's a really deep track. It's a really soulful track. It, it shows introspection. The level of introspection Absol puts on this album you know, for six years, you haven't put out an album. And for a vet musician like you, so you really have to come up with it. Now, another song I really like was It Be Like That. You know, it's the courage for me, like I was saying. You know, that that page of that two-page vibe where a page is despair and the other page is hope. 
a page is pain another page is happiness that kind of thing so it's like you know there's uh, there's darkness on one page and then there's light at the end of the tunnel on the other one you know uh it, like, like i was like i was saying uh there's a lot to unpack as usual he says my sun don't shine no more my light in time no more my kites don't fly no more my woman ain't mine no more my words don't rhyme no more my life ain't live no more my heights ain't high they low i ain't get time no more so uh this is just sadness you can imagine you can imagine you can hear the moody solemn uh vibe on on that particular verse then you can imagine then he now transforms into because my sun just shined again my light took time again yeah my kite might fly again my my woman want to be mine again and all my worlds rhyme again my life's more alive again my eyes feel higher shit i'm taking my time again he doesn't say much on this song no he doesn't but it's just the fact that you know you can tell there is happiness you can tell there is hope you know towards the outro of the song that's what gets to me the fact that he lets you know how it was and then the fact that he he has decided to be positive about it that's the most important thing you know whenever you're doing anything it must not be music it must not be it mustn't be anything entertainment related you know you must apply positivity now on verses i'll not even waste time because there were just there were a few verses there were some verses i was expecting they were supposed to be harder but some weren't some were okay but the particular guy that got to me was punch the last time I heard Punch was on the particular track, The Council of Nicaea. You know, we all know about the depth of the Council of Nicaea in real life, in history. About how, uh, no, 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 that's too deep. We can't be talking about now. But just when you have time, just research on Council of Nicaea. Now, that's how deep Punch is. And he's the TDE president, you can imagine. But he wraps his own. Now, he says on this particular song, he says, and the, 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 the thematic of this song is, come and wrap your ass off. Good man, that's the name of the song. Are you a good man? Now, what makes you a good man? Put it on pad. It's as simple as that. Now, he says, Punch says, standing on the shoulders of giants, a good man turned tyrant. That's the after effects of my environment. Wow. I'm much more enlightened. My senses are more high than me and AB hyphen, like the clash of the titans. That part got to me because there was an enjambment and then there was like, an inner enjambment, me and AB hyphen, <laughs> like the clash of the titans. Then he now says, ducking the sirens, got grown on my garments. You know, that's like a lace pattern for what he's wearing. Heart of stone over the organs, flow like Poseidon. <laughs> then he comes to another part, he says, niggas is testing my imperfections till I run in misdirection and bliss your whole section. This might offend my political connections. Jigger told me, why bother with peasants? <laughs> oh, but punch is just bad. Trust me, I don't know because I'm not, I don't usually hear punch that much, that much. Like, I don't consider him a rapper. rapper. I consider him someone that can rap, but he doesn't want to. Maybe that's what just gets to me. It's the fact that he knows he knows what he's doing on this particular track. It's just, he makes it too easy. Even the way he delivers his, his raps, it's like it sounds too easy. It was crazy. It was, but that was his own verse. So it was hot. That was that was hot. That was some hot shit. Now another verse I really like was fresh on Gangnam. Now, like I was saying, this was like an ode to the streets. This was like an ode to the fallen soldiers, to those who have put out their life. I won't say I won't call it viceful in all situations. I won't call it violent, but you know when there is a value 
for news and sometimes now it's even deeper than that to those who have wrecked their society who have wrecked their community you know it may seem violent for you but some others it was necessary because hell we live in a violent environment mm. i should wrap up now first is dead homies tattooed on my skin stash tools in the bend flag blue like the wind of course it's a creep blame the lean shoddy for this bad mood that i'm in she says she loves me so i made her smash two of my friends can you be more debaucherous you know i ride for my niggas middle fingers to the opposition been the man all my life cause see my pops was in prison child not to mention i came up getting chose by lots of women because mm. every time they sold their bodies they know i got commissions so it was more or less he was like a pimp <laughs> Then he now says CIP Doburger. Because Doburger was a creep too. So creep in peace, Doburger. Can't believe that my little brother's gone. Missed my flight that morning. Got his text, but I missed Brock Hall. If I was there, I would have caught a body like a trust fall. <laughs> now I don't want to go too much into this verse. But all I want to say is, all I want to say is this verse was straight to the point. As I like this verse, it was straight to the point. It blended with the soulful courage of the production. And his delivery, his, you know, his condense, you know, his verbas, if I'm going to say, that the way he put out his word, the way he was sounding, it was like he was crying on the microphone and I could feel every inch of his words. So it was a really, really, a really touching verse for me. Fresh, really. Did. I actually went to check out if this guy was a musician. This guy has no other song. It was like he was one of those guys on the streets that can rhyme, but he just went to rhyme what's on his mind and he did it. It was so beautiful. Another verse I really liked was Big Sean. Now, Ross did his own thing on that song, Go Off. That was supposed to be like the main extremist of crossovers. But I don't know. I don't, I'm not really seeing Absol like that. Well, as I'm saying, this was probably Absol's most down-to-earth album. It's the compilation, a compilation or a combination of almost everything you can find in modern Absol. You know, where he's trying to be himself. And of course, he's trying to invite us normal people in. Now, he says, Big Sean says, Stone Cold 316 when I'm entering back against the same ropes that they want to lynch me with. I used to have to give my grandma shots of insulin. Now it's like giving myself fucking shots of adrenaline. Mm. You you all want success all at once. I take mine in increments. They are playing with my name like I gave their ass the password to log on to it. I was weak, but, you know, I won't. With no music, I'm instrumental. I'm both instruments. Badolini, Afana. I really, really had to pick that up. I'm really sorry. But, you know, I guess it's like like you have an album, then you have that interlude from a friend, that voice call. Oh, I really enjoyed that one. Now, you know, says, with no music, I'm instrumental. I'm God's instrument. Big dime forever, Moby. It really hurts to see that last rocket take off. Houston, we have a problem. You know, I like that shout out to take off where, where he did that and then he now says i see half the rap gang talk about all of the violence and how we got to stop it and then a verse later talk about how they are sliding down on all of their ups so it's like they want to say one thing and do another thing and then he says like it's no other option like the, that they don't know other topics and if my haters had multiple choices they'll probably see me buried alive or buried or barely alive i like that word play i like the fact you know that uh how am i going to put it that punchline on the next verse where he says like it's no other option that they don't know other topics 
and if my haters had multiple choice you know like you know topic for an exam multiple choice to write the exam that kind of thing and then he now says how many friends i got to have get, how many friends i got to have my casket carried outside probably not as many would stand and watch me married outside you know he's not got married to jean Eichel, but he's saying there was of course there were some fake friends there it's not as if all of them are going to be it's not the same ones that are going to be happy with you that are going to be with you there in your death then he says blue collar to white collar then end up black hippie had signed to good a group of good kids in a mad city so <laughs> this thing was like more or less shot uh, shots he was taking at Kanye west of the whole good music because he's, he's more like blue collar to white collar then end up black hippie it was like he was slaving for somebody then he, he got upped up on that slavery as if he was working for himself because he now seemed more professional and then he ends up on black hippie can you imagine like now he's doing stuff independent for himself then he now says he had signed to good a group of good kids in a mad city then i remember on that on some particular verses towards the ending of that song he was talking about don't throw shots at me don't you know you could tell he was still he was uh more or less trying to um to be subtle or to like shoot subliminals to Kanye West and the whole good music. But I could understand that Kanye West openly said that Big Sean was the worst person he had signed. But this verse was just more than going off. Big Sean had a lot to say. He had a lot to, to speak up about. And that's why this verse really got to me because it was obvious that there were there were some other things mentioned that was just not as a frivolous like what Ross was saying. Because Ross was just about the babes, you know, spending money, you know, something normal, something normal. But Big Sean had depths. As that's what that would make me enjoy his verse. Well, I'll be honest, production wise, I'm not saying the producers weren't good, but when you're dealing with someone like Abso, you don't even look out for the production, you look out for the content, the lyricism, what this young man is saying, how he's saying it, what he's telling you. That's what gets that's what it's uh, Abso. They were good, of course, they were good production. I think Hitboy was there. Then there was DJ Primo there, God of Rap. That song was nice. But that song sounded so raw, like, you know, it's just absolutely freestyling off the top of his head, that kind of thing. But it was a really, really good song. Now, if I'm making some extra observations on this particular album, just not too much, you know, the beat switch in Hollanda is, was, was different. You know, absolutely charged up on that, on a different level. Then there was the easiness and uh, the, the obvious dumb down of the, of the racism on No Report Card. You know, I really, really like that hook. It's one of my favorite hooks. And of course, the chorus on, on, on Moon Shooter. True for the moon, I keep a gun around. Ah, that was so nice. Then Joey's verse on Moon Shooter, funny enough, it didn't really stick with me. I'm not saying Joey Badass didn't do a good verse. In fact, Joey Badass had one of the best albums of 2022 with 2000. After he dropped that classic 1999, I think class 99 was 2013 or 12. He came back on 2000. He had one of the best albums, you know, but this particular verse didn't really get to me. And he was saying what he was saying, you know, but I don't know. It didn't just really hit me like that. You know, Mushuda, like I was saying, was a very, very dope record. I really, really loved the hook. Now, Punchy's verse, like I was saying, was amazing. Love Fresh's verse, of course. I like the approach on the wild side with Jinaiko. You know, I, I'm going to say this. All those R&B singers around me, Zakari, Sa, Jinaiko, Almeida, I mean, all of them were so much. They were also good. They kept that soulful pattern on the album. Without them, we wouldn't have really felt that soulful vibe that we needed to feel on the album to take us to that level. 
Now, he like I was saying, he was fluent effortlessly on fallacy. Now, I love the difference in the art of seduction. You know, it's not what you expect from absolute. Of yes, he, has, he did monogamy on that particular one. He was, he was like, God is a man on that particular album too, which was like that algorithm album. What, um, I was telling you about the one before this one, the one with so much depth. You know, but on on, uh, on um, the art of seduction, he plays into that particular route, but he simplifies it now, makes it a little bit more easier for all of us to understand. Now, positive vibes, like I was saying, was just being simplistic. You know, just like a report card, got a rap is absolute spitting raw, a really raw vibe. Then, you know, in the essence of it all, this is his most realistic album. For me because this is like I'm seeing Absol making music that can connect to a lot of people all at once. It's down to earth, it's plain. So if, if I may use that word, so it was really, really realistic. I really enjoyed it. Then, like I was saying, the vocals from Lance, Zakari, Sajin, Ambre, Alameda, all of them really, really set this tone for the album in general. So without further ado, this has been a really, really lot uh really lot of uh words for me to say but trust me when i say this man this album was really really soulful this album had a lot of depth you know for someone to not have dropped an album in six years and then he comes and he does this and it's so hopeful it's a it's a beautiful tape i'll be honest so people might say eh, no, that's not what i was expecting what were you expecting is that if you listen to that interview you see where absolutely you see where Absol was talking about how just in the in the car bumping some stg something trap and then his guy told him why don't you make something that is just you man something that is just simple don't take us too far you know don't carry us don't carry us go just bring it down to it and that's what he actually did you know i'll be i'll be i'll be good to see i'm going to round off the year with this album i wish you all the new year and let's see what 2023 brings for us i'm sure it's going to bring us a lot more better music a lot more content and we're going to do this most definitely again you know enjoy your holidays and listen to herbert by herbert anthony aka abso delamu